What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on episode four of the Ramen and Wrestling Podcast. I'm Stinger, and joining me over FaceTime is... Brother Man. Brother Man, (laughs) that's right. Now, it's not just me talking to myself being all psycho crazy. We actually have... I actually have someone to talk to this week. So, first off, we're just going to dive right into it. First off, in uh, Monday Night Raw, I didn't really get to watch it. I've seen some highlights... Uh, but I didn't get to watch it due to heavy rain in uh, Houston that night. Um, just knocked out the signal. Never got to watch any of it. Uh, but I heard, I heard it was definitely a subpar match or subpar show. And I think partially it was like not only were they fighting Monday Night Football, they were also fighting the presidential debates. Yeah, it was really boring. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, they had two, had two rematches, two right? Matches. There was, huh? two, there was two title rematches, right? Two title rematches. Less than 24 um, we hours. We had the tag team belts up, and we had the United States Championship belts up. I feel like this was kind of a clean house show since Battleground just happened. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to get the... They weren't going to do anything with those storylines. I don't think that the New Day are going to fight the club for a while, and I don't think Rusev and Roman Reigns are going to fight for a while. So you think that they were just getting, you know... Doing the rematch yeah, clauses and getting it out of the way. Rusev is going to go back to the drawing board or something because after he lost the match, both matches on the championships did, um, the champions did retain. I think that after that match, Rusev just went on a, like a rampage in, in the back and he just started tearing stuff up. I feel like him and Lana are going to take some time off or something and come back, and I feel like Rusev is going to be the monster. Well, the thing is, is with the belt, they were making him that monster heel. And I think, I think they're going to keep him the monster heel. I think two losses to Roman Reigns, especially because one of them was a double countout, don't, doesn't really affect his monster heel status as much as it would if it was a guy like Dolph Ziggler. Because Roman Reigns, again, through, over the past couple months has been booked strong as heck, you know? So I think what they're doing is they're going to... Uh, they're gonna give him. They're gonna give uh, Rusev a tear just being a monster heel. He doesn't need a belt. He's just gonna tear through, you know, smaller, weaker guys. He's gonna do a Braun Strowman, or he's gonna turn face and he's gonna be finally be the guy to beat Braun Strowman. I kind of hope not. I, I love Rusev as a heel. Nah, I love Rusev as a heel. He works so good with it because he's just like accolading people. Yes, that's my favorite move. Why? Because he like puts his foot on a person's back, like stomps them, and then takes and them then into the picks him up into it. It's just a cherry on it top. Uh, and then they have, and then the tag team championship was up for grabs, and and that was a pretty good match. Um, I'm not saying it was a little bit boring, like in parts, but overall it had good spots. All right. Also, didn't like, Kofi Kofi picked up the win, right? And he did it with a crimson mask, right? Yes, he did. He was completely bloodied. It looked, looked like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre scene in the ring. I swear to God, like, Kofi, when Kofi bleeds, Kofi bleeds, but Kofi rarely bleeds like that. Yeah. I think, um... I think that... I wish I would have seen that match, but I think with, uh... After, after this match, they're gonna keep... They're gonna set, I really hope the club. I think they didn't need the belt to be honest, but n- now they need the belt to 
help legitimize themselves, but they're not going to give them the belt now. Now they're going to book them strong without the belt is what I think they're trying to do by separating them from the New Day. You know, because they don't want to end the New Day's reign. They want the New Day to beat um, Demolition's record? Right, Demolition's yeah, record? I think so. I cool. think they're going to beat Demolition's record. I, I would really they're hope only like they two, did. They're only like two months away. Just to cement them. I mean, they're... I'd say they're the most well-put-together tag team in WWE right now. Well, my thing is, is they and CM Punk both know how to make a long title reign last. You start off as one thing. Like, CM Punk started off as a face. New Day started off as a heel. And then right as it starts to get boring, right as it starts to get boring, you switch it up. CM Punk turned heel with the belt. Retained it even more. And it kept it interesting. And the same thing happened with the New Day. They were heels. They were boring. <laughs> they were getting boring. I feel like the new style of wrestling, you've got to be different. Yeah. And I have to say that they are the most different tag team on the roster. Just, oh my God, they come out, they've got, they're wearing pink and like bright blue. They have unicorn horns. New. You can't describe the new day. Just, uh, just don't you dare be sour. That's yeah, <laughs> uh, they they are awesome. But um, all right. Uh, so any other big things happen on Raw besides? Oh, let's talk about the cruiserweights for a little bit. So my biggest problem with the cruiserweight division right now is I can't wait to see Noam Dar. They announced Noam Dar. They signed Noam Dar. We have yet to see Noam Dar have a match. He's officially a part of the Cruiserweight division on Raw, according to their press release. But they've had two guys who they didn't announce have matches before Noam Dar. And I don't know. And if y'all don't know who Noam Dar is, go into YouTube, type in uh, Noam Dar WCPW. He put on a great match on there. You'll find it. Just watch it. It's amazing. You know really good match um get off the cruiserweights for a second uh we forgot to mention that Sheamus and Cesaro um that's are right. taking up now um by way of McFoley McFoley put them together and he said that they could end the New Day's reign I don't well I mean sometimes a one of them is a face one of them is a heel dynamic works well with the tag teams like John Cena and Shawn Michaels back in the day, you know, when they didn't like each other. Also, John Cena and David Otunga, that one didn't work as well. John Cena, this is just John Cena pretty much anyone he's ever been a tag team champion with. <laughs> John Cena does not like, that mean people do not like John Cena. And I don't know why I love John Cena. He's a, the one thing I love about John Cena, and I I actually did not know about this till uh, Finn Balor was on Talk is Jericho for the second time, the most recent time, John Cena is old school in the ring. He calls his matches in the ring. Like, for example, The Rock had to have the entire match choreographed ahead of time, while John Cena still to this day is just like, nah, we'll, we'll go out there, we'll read the crowd. Which I think is so much cool, because it makes... It makes every match feel different, you know, because they're not, you know, talking about it beforehand, going over their, the same stuff they do. No, it's like, we'll re whatever they react the best to is what we'll do. 
I think that's a much. It's a more. It's older style and it's much purer. But that's a little tangent. Anyway, back to Monday Night Raw. So we were hoping in the group chat we were talking about this. Uh, we were hoping that what they were gonna do was oh see you both tied so you both get a title shot at the returning European Championship. We wanted to see that happen, which makes sense because Sheamus is from Ireland, uh, and Cesaro, obviously, he's from Switzerland. In case you didn't know it, I mean, it's not like his shirt has got the, it's literally the Swiss flag on it. Uh, and he's known as the Swiss Superman. There's a it is very important that you don't forget he is from Switzerland. Yes, it's very important. Uh, but um, I still think... I would have loved to see that, but I think uh, this tag team thing... Because SmackDown, in my opinion, has the better tag team division. It's not nearly as many pe- as many teams, if I remember right. But with guys like the Usos, American Alpha, even Heath Slater and Rhino, a new tag team, but they're so entertaining to watch... Their tag team division is so much better. I saw this thing. Uh, it was a graph of you know SmackDown's ratings and Raw's ratings. Obviously, Raw's is higher. You know, Monday nights it's more prime time of the slot. But um, uh, they also um, had um uh, another thing. Uh, they also had like a little Vladimir Kozlot. Yeah, on the on network. On the network, they, they are. Like where are they now? Right. What he's doing now. Yeah. Where are they now, Vladimir Kozlov? So I guess he retired. I wonder if he's coming. I, I, I don't think he's... I, I would love for him to come back because I loved him with Santino Morello. I think he's done. I don't think he can anymore. No, he looks monstrous. Like, he looks cool. Like, I, think he's, like, I think he's still built, but I don't think... I don't think he can still do it. He's been out of the game for like six years. Five mm-hmm. years. Well, he's going to be in uh, Fast 8. The 8th Fast and Furious movie, I think. Yep. He's, he's pretty successful outside of the ring. Like, um, it's really great to see, like, a guy like, like, um, like Vladimir Kozlov just go on and still have success outside of the ring, because many don't. I mean, who was some, I can't remember who, but some former WWE Women's Champion uh, is in jail right now and just got arrested. Over the weekend, last weekend, I think. Can't remember who it was. But it's 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 sad to see that stuff, you know. You don't want to see these people, you know, go to jail or not have success after the ring. Can leave you a lot harder, <laughs> so to say. But um, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to SmackDown. So, SmackDown, I did see, and SmackDown, while it did have some very low points, I think, the highs were definitely a lot, a lot better. Like, the vignette things and the backstage things going on with um, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt throughout the night, they were weird, but it was good weird. You know, it was creepy, it was, it was kind of felt like old school SmackDown again, you know? It felt like The Undertaker deal it felt stuff like that you know it was crazy you know what I mean and it's just 
I feel like Bray Wyatt has lost a lot of like the mystery and the like he's lost a presence. Definitely. I think this feud is I think this little thing they're doing right now where they're making him seem really creepy and like he's actually actually like tapping into his supernatural deal would be cool if um if it didn't come after you know so many losses i think if, if he would have had three straight pay-per-view wins and then do this it would have been perfect they need to stop letting the the faces win on like like they need Every to stop letting the faces win so much at pay-per-views yeah, like, every single time. It's doing nothing but cheapen the heels, and I just... It you know? doesn't have any weight behind it. The promo doesn't have any weight behind it when it's said by him. Even though he's really good on the mic. Also, um, Luke Harper is uh, very well talked about, and he might be going to SmackDown, and I'm really excited about that. Have the OG Wyatt family... Yes, Luke Harper is coming back. Yes, finally. I think now is around the time he was uh, he was supposed to be cleared, um, because it's been about six months, hasn't it, since the injury? Yeah, and that's um, what they said because it, it was a partial ACL tear, if I remember right, and they said he was going to be out about six months. So hopefully we see him again soon. Uh, he's a great competitor, in my opinion. Um, Eric Rowan, especially like if, if they... Ryback is the perfect choice, and Ryback can grow a beard. That's true. That's true. Which is pretty much all you need to join the Wyatt family. Just ask Daniel Bryan. Oh, they wasted that angle. They really did. That one could have been so much better. To be honest, I think because Bray Wyatt still lost with um, Daniel Bryan. Exactly. I think um, if they, if you, if they would have just won a lot. Like, Daniel Bryan, it's, because of when he left, it was supposed to look like he was leaving because of moral reasons, but in reality, because they were just losing a lot, it looked like he just left because he was tired of losing. Which, I guess he was, but it didn't feel right, I would say. But, um, I think SmackDown definitely had some, was definitely a really good show, especially with the... Dolph Ziggler Miz segment and the thing is is the thing that really works about it is it could actually Dolph Ziggler might actually be leaving WWE for good you know because the way he's been booked over the last couple of years you know the stop start stuff that, that's been going on with him he might actually just be like I'm done with this you know adios see you later you know I wouldn't be shocked by that I mean, same situation with Zack Ryder. I'm, I'm surprised Zack Ryder hasn't left. Because he makes good money. Also because of Emma. <laughs> I mean, they finally started using Heath Slater correctly. I mean, Heath Slater has been, like, the staple of any group he's been in. Like, you can clearly see who's the leader in the group when Heath Slater's there. Three-man band, uh, the social outcast. He is clearly the leader in both of those groups. Well, he was a backup player to the core. 
true. I would say that, true. But that was when he first started out, and I feel like he found himself with the three-man band, and then in the social outcast, he took off, and now we're focusing more on what is actually like Heath Slater's brand and stuff. So there's a joke that the core social outcasts, like there's all these groups that are like... All right, well, he just, he's he's ditching me, so, uh, what is he doing? So, there's this running joke that, um, social outcasts, uh, the core, all, like, new versions of the job squad, and there's, like, four or five, like, job squad (laughs) 4.0, essentially, is what social outcast (laughs) is, so... Heath Slater's been in half of the versions of the Job Squad. <laughs> Including the latest. <laughs> but definitely... Uh, yeah, I mean, like... He's a good wrestler. Slater is a good wrestler. It's just that I don't know why they're not letting him pull off moves and stuff. Because he looks like a redheaded stepchild? I'd say that Heath Slater could pull off the same type of matches that uh, Sami Zayn does. I don't know about that. I would say he could put on very high quality matches, but I don't know if he could do Sami Zayn quality. Because Sami Zayn is one of What'd the you best. Say? I said I don't know if he. I think he could put on some pretty good matches, but I don't know if he could put on Sami Zayn quality matches. And I feel like it's. I, I've seen him work out, and I've seen him do a lot of stuff before he was in WWE and he he was a very good technical wrestler and he was a very good at doing pops and stuff I just feel like when they got him all they saw was this lanky dude I feel like if he had came out now like if he had came out in the newer where the look doesn't matter as much in WWE I think that he would have been a much better used superstar oh no doubt about that but I think he's good but I don't know if it's Sam, I love Sammy then, so maybe he has a little bit of bias there. <laughs> but um, but real quick, I just want to talk about the fact that the pay, the real fast that on the pay per view Clash of Champions, the uh, main event was Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen for the WWE Universal Championship. That to Vince McMahon five six years ago, he would have been like, "Are you drunk?" <laughs> You know, Tyler Black and Kevin Steen main eventing my company. Get out of here. Dang, was that a good match. That was a good... That pay-per-view, it felt like another episode of Raw. But it felt better than the episode of Raw we actually got the next day. But, alright, now... SmackDown, I'm definitely looking forward. It ended in a really good match with um, AJ Styles and um, Dean Ambrose for the Universal Championship, or for the World Championship, with um, John Cena on guest commentary, which was awesome. John Cena is a really good talker, and what's weird is because in the ring, he can only get himself over. But on the mic, he can get anyone else over in the world. <laughs> Like, he can talk this other guy up so well. He can talk you up, he can talk me up, he can talk up the world and get them over with the crowd. 
But in the ring, he's like, nah, what you're going to do is I'm going to take a DDT on the exposed concrete, and then I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat your friend, and I'm going to win. Because I'm going to win. That actually happened, and that led to the death of the ne- Nexus. Which is sad. Yeah, that was the most horrible, horrible thing that could have happened to Even John Cena has said since then that that was a mistake. That, Man. that like, you know, because the, the way he beat them was a mistake. The taking the DDT and beating two people, and after he took the DDT. <laughs> that was bad. That was real bad. Oh, John Cena. <laughs> he could... He could be the comic book character. What was that? Man. Well, that was like, uh, there was an ad on my computer. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Okay. They were trying to... John Cena, after John Cena AA'd uh, AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose after... AJ Styles got into his face during the match. AJ Styles like just sucker punch John, so John Cena gets in the tries to get in the ring, distracts the ref. AJ win eventually AJ wins dirty. Then Dean Ambrose gets in John's face and John attitude adjustments him. Then AJ Styles tries to hit him with a Styles clash. John Cena reverses it into a um, attitude adjustment, which you know if it hasn't been for re- recent booking, I would agree with the people saying, um, you know, oh John Cena looking strong. I'm like. After, like, you know, he has lost a lot of matches. Every match I can think of him that he has had recently, he has lost. He has lost to Dean Ambrose. He has lost to AJ Styles. He's lost to AJ Styles again. Yeah. I mean... I feel like they are starting to get away from Superman John. Which I think Um, is... I feel like Brock Lesnar is the new Superman. Um, Not gonna lie. And that's why the fans hate Brock now. Or, we, we, if we only see him four times out of the year, we shouldn't already be tired of him the second we see yeah. him. But we are. Because we know he's just going to beat whoever. The, in my opinion, the best thing Brock Lesnar ever did was put Eddie over. The best thing Brock Lesnar has ever done in his professional wrestling career was put Brock Le- or to put was to put Eddie Guerrero over as the WWE champion. That, yes, thank God that happened. Dang, it was a great match, too. Eddie Guerrero could put a great match on with anybody. It's not the matches that are Brock Lesnar's problem, because I feel like Brock Lesnar can put on a a solid match, and he's super strong, so that allows him to pull off very good moves. But the problem lies in he always wins, no matter what happens, and that's what people are getting tired of. He's a part-timer. I don't think he should win this much. Definitely not. I think the best thing about seeing Brock Lesnar nowadays is getting is Paul Heyman. That's it. Speaking of Paul, all right. So now uh, there are some rumors and some things on the dirt sheet we're going to talk about. Um, so, for example, it's rumored that um, Vince McMahon is talking isn't is currently in talks with Paul Heyman about adding him to the creative team. Which would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, he, in my opinion, he's one of the best writers, one of the best bookers, promoters WWE has ever had. Especially when it comes to promo. 
Like all of his promos have been glorious. Oh, especially because he knows he knows when to put the like when to keep the authority figure off screen. That's one I think is one of the best things about him is he knows, hey, time for me to get off screen. Time to put the wrestlers on screen. I think that's something that's very well lacking in WWE today. But also on the uh, something really cool, uh, I'm a huge fan of Zack Ryder, as a lot of people know. Um, he uh, has been posting pictures on his Snapchat. He's in Universal. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, he's like him, Emma, Dolph Ziggler, his girlfriend, uh, and he's like me. I'm gonna about to go meet up with Dolph Ziggler and Cody. Can't say his last name on Snapchat, <laughs> like because they're all going to Universal Studios, which uh, they're all huge uh, theme park fans, which is cool, uh, especially because I am too. <laughs> I'm really glad that Cody Rhodes got to keep his name, um, even though he's not in WWE anymore. Yeah, because well, like someone was like, "Well, that's his real last name. Why shouldn't he? His real last name is Reynolds, I think." But that doesn't sound good. So Dusty started going by Dusty Rhodes, uh, which is also a pun. Uh, way back in the AWA, I think he was in. Yeah, the AWA. Yeah. Uh, AWA, NWA. Not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Um, but there's, uh, uh, he's a great, great performer. He really is. And they only wanted him to be Stardust, though. That was the problem. Well, the thing like, is, is also, when, uh, when Dusty first passed away, according to an open letter he wrote recently, uh, Cody wrote recently, he stuck with Stardust for, he planned to stick with Stardust for a little bit after his father's death. Uh, cause his dad once told him, you know, finish what you started, but he felt he'd gotten to the point when he had finished what he started about the time WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania season got along about six months later and they still wouldn't allow him to change. He felt that the character had run its course. Yeah. Which it had, I mean, back, to be honest, they've gotten close to the end of its course when, um, Dusty passed, but... I think uh, Cody was right to stick with the character for a little bit longer before changing it up. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes has range, though. I mean, the like dashing Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes and Legacy. I remember those bags. Those I, when he would hand out the bags to the people in the crowds to cover their faces. That was hilarious. To be honest, I love that. Cody Rhodes is a great performer, but um. So, speaking of Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, his wife, and Cody Rhodes are uh, recently announced for Total Nonstop Action. Total Nonstop Action, according to the dirt sheets, does not have the money to put on Bound for Glory on uh, Sunday, their pay per view, their WrestleMania. And they also don't have um, the money to do the next set of TV tapings that's supposed to take place the next week. That is not good at all. I mean, they've had a lot of money problems over the last... about specifically really bad the last six months to nine months. It's gotten really bad. Um, and so, according to the dirt sheets, and this broke late last night, uh, after uh, some flights, uh, some flights and some shows... 
reportedly were canceled by the company uh, for later this year and early next year. Uh, it's rumored that a sale has gone through, but the thing is, because those shows were canceled, it seems like a sale has gone through with WWE. Because WWE was only interested in purchasing the company for its video library to add it to the network. And so it looks like the days of TNA might be over. Which I'm hoping some of these guys, guys like Bobby Lashley, Drew Galloway, or McIntyre or whatever. I'm hoping Cody Rhodes goes back to WWE because... They, because I, I want, I know, I understand, like, you know, uh, a lot of guys might disagree with creative and WWE and that's why they leave, but WWE, like, Tyler Breeze put it the best when, like, someone said he should go back to NXT because they use his character better. He goes, whenever I think about that, I just look at my bank account because being on the main roster offers them a lot more money. It allows them to provide for their family better, you know, so... You know, I'm going to huge... Cody Rhodes probably signed a huge deal with um, TNA. That's your So, uh, I think, Man, you know... I swear, um, I, really hope, I really hope Bobby Lashley comes back and he feuds with Braun Stillman. Oh, yeah, he could be the one to break the squash match circle. You know? Mm. But it seems like the main reason why they, they weren't... They're not going to keep it going on pop. They're not going to, you know, uh, they're not planning to bring in a huge influx of their wrestlers. Um, it seems mostly like they're going to, uh, they just cared about the video library to add it to the network. And then they're going to probably sign some of those guys on to contract guys like Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy or Broken Matt. And Brother Nero, I should say. And um, it looks like they're going to... Probably Bobby Lashley, I think, would get another shot. Some guys might get signed to developmental contracts. I, I definitely... TNA has never really had the problem with talent. They've had a problem with creative. And well, definitely with creative. And exposure, I, I think. look at TJ Perkins. He was suicide and manic for a while. And he always put on stellar matches, but he hardly ever got, he never got a heavyweight championship or... He got an X Division, didn't he? He, he won the X Division championship, didn't he? A lot, but he was not used correctly. Like, the X Division championship was mainly like the money in the bank, where you could cash it in at any time, and that's what he used it for. And he never won it. No, and he always got, like, destroyed in um, the matches that he would have for the heavyweight championship. Which, which like, the WWE is like, you're going to come here and we're going to make you the cruiserweight champion. Because you're amazing. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> yes. If TNA does go under, if TNA is, uh, you know, because all of this is speculation on the dirt sheets that we're reading. Um... It's rumored that, you know, WWE has officially purchased the company and they will make an official announcement in a press release uh, on Friday the 30th. So, we'll know in about 24 hours from now whether or not TNA has survived. 
I kind of yeah. part of me wants to see some of these great wrestlers in Monday on Monday Night Raw and Smack and Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, but um, part of me wants the company to stick around so these guys you know have a chance. But if it is under, if Tina is you know gone, um, I want to see. Uh, I want to see Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor uh, can definitely pick up and kind of take over the competition of WWE because I think the problem TNA had was TNA was trying too hard to be a uh, WWE alternative instead of trying to be its own identity while Ring of Honor, you know, has established itself among the fans as, um as more its own identity. It's not, it doesn't feel the same as Monday Night Raw. It feels like Ring of Honor. You know, TNA sometimes felt like WWE, you know. Ring of Honor, I never get that impression when I watch it on uh, my laptop. I never feel like it's Monday Night Raw. I feel like I'm watching something totally different. Yeah. I mean, with the Jeff Hardy stuff, they were really starting to, like, come into their own. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I can't think of a single thing WWE did that was like that. Not in recent years. But Matt Hardy, I love him. 2016 is the year Matt Hardy brought KFA back from the dead. Yeah. I mean, because he gives interviews and characters from everything I've seen. He keeps his he stays in character when he's in public, which is cool. And kind of crazy. <laughs> hey, Steven, I'm going to have to stop it right here, man, because I've got class. All right, well, I'll see y'all later. All right, mm-hmm. man, just um, finish it about me. Um, this has been Brother Man. I will be returning, hopefully, uh, during the weekend when we actually get to do more shows. Yep. We're going to try, and uh, on Sundays, I'm going to try and do a show where we talk about what to expect in the next week and every Thursday we're going to do a show wrapping up what happened in the world of WWE so I'd like to thank Brother Man for joining me and I'll see you next time Brother Man alright man see you guys alright so uh, right now I'm going to do a my weekly where I would take it and I'm trying to think what exactly angle what exact angle should I do and when I was trying to decide this, I thought, well, what angle do I think is the most hot right now? And so I'm going to talk about what I would do with Dolph Ziggler versus uh, The Miz with Dolph's career on the line, essentially. What I would do is I would, first of all, Dolph wins. I'm, I don't want to see him lose even and like even if he comes back in a long time no i, I want to see him win i want to see him validate it but i want to see him i want to see the miz like i want to see it to be a great match with like the miz doing whatever he can to cheat to win to um you know maurice spraying in the eyes but dolph somehow like you know lucks out and his feet gets under the ropes or something like that um i want to see you know, a whole bunch of near falls. I want to see it look like 
Dolph is going to lose the match, and he's going to lose it badly, and it looks like it's all going to be over now. And then he somehow manages to survive. I would love to see Dolph Ziggler be... I, I kind of want to see him be the next um, Daniel Bryan, the ultimate underdog. At least that's how I would do it, you know? Make him make it look like there's no way he should have a shot of winning this match, but yet he somehow pulls it off. That's how I would book it anyway. Alright, well, uh, speaking of class, I actually have to get ready for mine right now. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Uh, I'm Stinger. Make sure you like this. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all of which just type in the Dorm Warriors. You'll find us right away. We are, uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me on episode 4 of Ramen and Wrestling, and I'll check you next time.